A warm welcome to all our listeners to Eternity Podcast Australia. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a message of repentance and holiness, which we need at this hour to help us prepare for the Kingdom of God. We are continuing part four of the Judgment Day of the Lord by Dr. Amish. Please make sure you are ready with your notepad, pen, and let us get started. The cross is a historical fact, and there's a story behind the cross. But today is good news. Today is good news. He says that he's overlooking. He's overlooking our past. He says you forgive. You forgive because of the cross. Because of the cross. Hallelujah. For the rest of the evening, we'll be talking about what the cross has done. Normally, when we talk about holiness, in fact, we all know that holiness is not an easy thing. But the cross has made it possible for us. And, and Jesus once said that those who hear the gospel and understand, they are those who bear fruit. Today, we are praying that the Lord will grant us understanding. That when he talks about holiness, it's not something, an impossible task that he's assigning to us, but he accomplished it on the cross. He has finished it on the cross. And all that we need, the understanding, the desire, the passion, the commitment for holiness. But there's more to it than that. The executive officer from heaven, the Holy Ghost himself, he's on this earth, has been sent with a commission from the Father. Go and prepare them and bring them prepared. Do not leave the earth until you bring them prepared. Until you bring the the fruit of the cross. And so he's serious. He will help us. He will help us. You see, the devil has told us that it is not possible. So we do not pursue it. And because we we are not pursuing it, even if the Holy Spirit wants to help us, we don't cooperate with him. But this evening, the Holy Spirit will help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, please have your seat. Thank you so much. Holiness, all that will matter on that day is whether you are holy or you are not. And we, we, you, know, you know there are levels of holiness. There are. We are not talking about that today. But we just want to underline the fact that holiness is that which will count on that day. Revelations 19, 7 and 8. Hallelujah. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Hallelujah. It says, the bride made herself ready. Hallelujah. The bride made herself ready. And how does heaven know that she is ready? It says, it was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Hallelujah. Essentially, when heaven sees a holy Christian, it says, this bride is ready. And this scripture tells us how she made herself ready. It says, when the Messiah went to the cross, he fashioned a garment. And that garment was fine linen, bright and pure. And he says he gave it to the bride. He gave it to the Christian. And when the Christian has put it on, the Christian is ready to dwell with God in eternity. So you can see straight away from this scripture that God has his part 
in our holiness and we have our part. Jesus has done the difficult task for us. He has purchased a garment for us. The Bible says that there's a garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness. Both of them, Jesus purchased for us. And he gives them to us and he says, put it on. Put it on. Salvation by grace. Righteousness, Romans 6, 19 to 22. By obedience, by obedience, by obedience. Power was given to her to be holy. The Lord has given us the ability to be holy. And to the extent that we understand the scriptures or the gospel, you are able to be holy. There are holy people in heaven already. So you can't tell me there's, holiness is not possible. Let us make ourselves ready. What is holiness? What is this? What is the holiness as we know is the requirement for entry into heaven. There's practical holiness and critical steps towards holiness. And as I said before, we have our part to play and God also has his part. Holiness is not an option. Please. It says this, 1 Peter 1.15 But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, and the scripture cannot be broken. You shall be holy, for I am holy. It says, if you are called by God, you must be holy. Holiness is about God, not about us. So if, you, if we want to spend eternity with God in his holy heaven, then we must be holy. If you do not want to spend eternity in heaven, then we don't want, you don't have to worry about heaven, uh, holiness. So what is holiness? What is holiness? When the Bible says that God is holy, there are two main, two main groups of attributes. The first one is his absoluteness. It means that God is transcendent in power, transcendent in splendor, in wisdom, in authority. Everything is, is, is out there. He's eternally separated from creation. In fact, so much so that it is impossible for God to share with any creature. Because for God to share with any creature, he ceases to be separated. So that is what the Bible means when the Bible says that God is a jealous God. It's not our type of jealousy. But it means that because of his transcendent nature, he cannot share with creatures. The other aspect of the holiness of God is his transcendent moral purity. He's absolutely holy. He can never be touched with a speck of sin. And that is why he's called the Holy One. So to worship God in holiness is to acknowledge who he is. So you acknowledge all his attributes, his awesome power, his sovereign might, everything about him. But if you worship God in an unholy way, then, then you are refusing to acknowledge his holiness. You are treating him less than he deserves. Or he, yes. You are treating him with contempt. You are insulting him to his face. You are rebelling against God. So that, that is why sin is so evil. When you see a snake, if you are like me, 
You see a lion? See, see you later. Because of who the lion is, isn't it? And if you, if you see uh, a little dog, maybe you just pat it because of what it is, you know? So if you acknowledge God as holy, you treat him as holy. You, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. Uh-huh. So, so if, if he's not holy to you, you treat him in an unholy way. And you do not have to say, you do not have to go to God and say, God, uh, you are not holy. If you just have to say something, do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, then you are, saying, you are, you are speaking to God directly to his face that he is not holy. Let me give you an example in the scriptures. We all know the story of Moses and the water from the rock. It says, now there was no water for the congregation. Numbers chapter 20 verse 2 going. And they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, what would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord? Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them and the Lord spoke to Moses saying take the staff and assemble the congregation you and Aaron your brother and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water so you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle and Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock and said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. It's amazing the things of the Lord. Moses did the wrong thing. The Lord provided the water. The people who had been complaining got their water to drink and to give some to their livestock. But in the process, because Moses did not do what the Lord said he should do, and because he did not believe the Lord, he was punished. And the way the Lord puts it is this. He says, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. So you can see that right there in the presence of the Lord, whilst they were doing the work of the Lord, Moses and Aaron sinned against the Lord because of the attitude of their heart. So we also, as we serve the Lord, we must be very careful of grumbling and complaining and whinging and suking. If you want to do the work of the Lord, let us do it. If you don't want to do it, thank you very much. <laughs> so what is holiness? On our side, when we talk about holiness, we are talking about three things. Being separated, being set apart, and without defilement. 
being separated, being set apart and without defilement. When you look into the scriptures, when the Bible talks about separation or sanctification, it means the same thing. The next set of words is being, I mean, is given as being set apart. We must understand these differences. Sanctification, separation are different. Being sanctified, consecrated, devoted, or dedicated to God essentially means that you are not for common or profane use. And holiness also means without defilement or morally pure or blameless. So our holiness means separation, consecration, and moral purity. Now, when we understand this, in fact, two things will, will, will happen. We see that because we have broken it down into its elements, we begin to see that it is doable. It's possible. It's not easy, but it's possible. But one thing also that we'll notice shortly is that Jesus has taken care of all this already. Our job is maintenance. Jesus, in fact, each and every one of them, Jesus has taken care of it. Hallelujah. Sanctification, let me tell you something. Our separation is what the Lord has done in saving us. In fact, he has separated us from the things or, or from the world that is heading towards destruction. He has then set us apart or devoted us to God. And as we will see, he has also cleansed us, washed us, purged us, and purified us by the cross, by the blood. So we are in a good place. Hallelujah. Who wants to be holy? Amen. Amen. We'll go to heaven. Amen. Amen. The Lord will help us. That is very encouraging to hear that the Lord God will overlook our past and he will forgive us because of the cross. The cross was surely a very, very significant event and we need the understanding, the desire and the passion for holiness because on that day, it will only matter if you are holy or not. I hope you learned a lot from this teaching today and apply it in your life. We would like to invite you to come fellowship with us by visiting our website at www.messianicministriesinc.org to find an altar nearest to you and to read more about this ministry and hear more about this message. You can also visit us at eternitypodcast.com or you can give us a call on 0430-041-735. Stay tuned for part five of this teaching. Have a blessed day.